Are you ready to get fired up about Power Up Radio with Dr. Pat? This new show is unleashed, unshaken, unstoppable as Dr. Pat brings mind-blowing news conversations with top world thought leaders unleashed like never heard before. Conversations covering leading edge and headline-worthy topics from pop culture to presidents, sex to spirituality, surviving to thriving. Dr. Pat is powered up and you don't want to miss it. Think authentic and spontaneous, fun, no matter what. Power Up Radio starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Hey, this is a special edition of our Power Up Radio um, show that I do. And so uh, first and foremost, uh, we're fooling around with background. So uh, what have I learned about video? So I am supposed to be, wait, I got to fix this too. So this was, we had a cancellation this morning. And as usual, um, most of the time when you have a cancellation on a network, what the producers like to do, and Benny will talk to this, is they say, oh, let's play a replay. And I thought, no, I don't want to play a replay. I don't want to do that. I've got a few things that I want to talk to the listeners about. And then I get an email from Dr. Carol Lieberman, who's going to be joining me in a minute. And she and I have, I wouldn't say we have differing opinions about about Dr., uh, about Kanye West, but we just have different opinions. Uh, she's going to be joining us because she has done a number of articles talking about Kanye West's run for presidency and talking about what she has observed. Um, so today, uh, here we are, right? I Look, I've known Dr. Carroll for a long time, right? She and I uh, kind of kicked our careers off on the same network a long, long time ago. Um, and she's somebody, board certified psychiatrist, uh, Beverly Hills, uh, award-winning, best-selling author, uh, trained at NYU. Uh, I want to talk to her about that. Um, but also, she is out in the world. She sees things, everything from how to protect your child in time of terror to other things that are going on in the world. And this morning, Ryan um, uh, works with Carol, sends an email, and the email talks about... Um, what she says she is seeing already in Kanye. Now, she is not treating Kanye. So that's why she can have this conversation and so could I. Because, <laughs> because if we were treating a client and then we came on broadcast, uh, like right now, and talked about our clients, that's not good. We would get in a whole lot of trouble for that. I'm already getting in trouble for some of the stuff I'm talking about. I can't even begin to tell you how I had to uh, defend my degree because I was standing holding uh, two particular rocks in my hand and the school that I graduated from, this is true, Betty, graduated from, thought I was holding some kind of gemstone. So they literally blacklisted me. And I thought, man, you know you've arrived when you're holding two thunder eggs that you dug up in California and somebody looks at that and says, oh, that's a problem. 
Well, fast forward to where we are today. We're living in a different world than when I graduated in 01. Um, 02 and 03, pretty much finished my uh, research then. But what is it we want to talk about today? A couple things. I got to tell you what, Benny, you know what inspired me? What's that, Pat? Benny, Benny's so busy. You know what inspired me a little bit? Can I, can I just share with you? Because yeah. you've been with me on this. Mm-hmm. So I got a couple of emails from our listeners and um, some of them are emails, but actually some folks have my cell phone. So I get text. Um, somebody must have put that in a bathroom somewhere. What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. But got a couple, a couple of things and they're watching me post on social media. I have not done a lot of social media posting in the 16 years I've been doing this. I mean, we do social media posts, but there are a couple of things that are really bothering me these days. And I got to give credit to Mike Murphy for a little bit, for getting me a little bit riled up these days. And people are asking me like Mike Murphy, get real with Mike Murphy. And they're asking me about some of the topics and conversation and, you know, a new level of awareness. And here's what I love about Mike and my show for sure. And you know this, if you're listening to my show or you're watching, you know that we have had a live call-in show since inception, right? We have our own 800 number, 1-800-930-2819. But what I realized is I needed to get back to connecting with our listeners, So the perfect storm happened this morning. I saw a post on Facebook that I reacted to and I sat down and I wrote a nice little, and they were telling me I wrote a way too long post on Facebook, but it was, I didn't think it was too long, but it was a post. And so I realized that for me, my power up show covers these things for sure. I mean, they just, it just does. But I don't do power up radio on this particular station very often. I do it directly on TTR. But today I had a moment where I had an opening and I said, I got to talk about a couple of things because I think Linda and Jessica are just, they're like, okay, she's going to go off again. Here's what I know. We're all being called to speak up. We're all being called to speak up and It doesn't matter what walk of life you're coming from. Sometimes speaking up means that you're in your family unit, somebody does something unconscionable, and you speak up to put an end to it. Maybe you're speaking up when you're in your local grocery store and you're doing about your business and you got your mask on because here in Washington State, Kroger, Uh, and I guess some of the other places have said we are mask friendly types, you will wear a mask and you're running around the grocery store and you're doing your thing and three guys come in and they don't have masks and the young men and they're running up and down the aisle and you know, they're there pretty much not paying attention to who they're running into six feet, no six feet. And I watched for a minute what happened between these three men, these three young men, they were young men. Um, I'm not even sure if they were over 21, but these three men and a customer, I watched this. And what happened was 
this woman just said to them, could you please put on your mask? I mean, that's literally what she said. She said it about three times because I think she had her mask on and I don't know if they heard her. And what I did was I watched this and I watched the three guys. And as I watched this exchange, which started out right down the street at my local QFC, it started out kind of peaceful. They started to come together, three of them. And my, let me say what I should call it, my New York reaction to that and my protective reaction to that, Benny, if you'd have seen how quickly, I never moved so fast, how quickly I got from where I was to get closer to this woman, because I just thought this is not going to go down well. And I was concerned for her. And I'm thinking to myself, what a difference three months make. What a difference. What a difference in all of us that we're being challenged in every day of our lives to realize, what do I believe in? What do I believe? What do I believe? What do I believe in? What do I believe? And I saw a post the other day and I reacted to it. And it was a post, and we're going to talk about it with, with Carol. It was a post of Joe Biden and uh, his granddaughter, 15-year-old granddaughter. And it was posted without any conversation. It was just posted. And then people started to comment on it. And I looked at that, and I just thought to myself, how many times growing up in an Italian family how many times all of us kids, grandkids, all of us nieces, nephews, boys and girls alike were kissed on the lips. And I thought about this and I thought about my, the age where I remember that. But I have to say two things about my upbringing, maybe different. All of my uncles, except for Uncle Ralph, had mustaches. So they really got really a chill at having that horrible beard thing. And I thought about this later. I got to talk to Dr. Carroll about this. I thought about this later. Was I marked? Was I forever ruined? Was there anything other than that kiss? And then here's what happened to me. And I posted this as well. I moved to the Pacific Northwest. And my friends have family in Hawaii. And my first trip to Oahu to visit my friend Cosette on Hilltop, I was, even for me, growing up in the family that I grew up in, the family of hugs and tugs, I was like, whoa, you get off the plane, you get a lay, and you... I've never had this happen to me, even with my, my, my relatives, they've never quite done this. Yeah. They'd pull you on the ear, but I've never had my face held gently and, a, and an expression of affection, a smack kiss on the lip. And I thought, well, this is just my friend. No, it was my friend. Then I met my friend's mom. Then I met my friend's mom's mom. And so 
why are we posting that picture? Do we want to have a conversation about whether that is a man and his granddaughter or a relative? Do we want to say something about it that doesn't seem fit for the day and age we live in? And here's my take on it. If you're going to post pictures, say something. Say something. Do you like it? You don't like it? Do you think it's over the top? Do you think in the day and age we live in, grandchildren shouldn't be kissed by grandparents, grandmothers, grandfathers? That's the new conversation we're having. In the middle of COVID-19 and people dying, I just spent eight minutes talking about a picture in social media. And here's what happened to me. I caught myself. And I said, Pat, if you're going to talk about something, get yourself prepared and talk about it. So today you get to hear from me about what my take is on Kanye West along with Dr. Carol Lieberman. But as usual, if you saw that picture of um, former Vice President Joe Biden and you've got something to say, Benny will take your call, 1-800-930-2819. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Kanye West running for president, what is that about? Is it a concern? Is it a conspiracy? Is it Kanye? Concern, conspiracy, Kanye, oh my. We'll be right back. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Hi, I'm Laura Meeks, and the most common problem that my clients face is all work and no play. This is why I created Fly High Living. I help you develop a balanced life plan and guide you to a place where you love to wake up in the morning. Call 888-666-1570 or go to flyhighliving.com to sign up for the four-week Flight Plan for Life course. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Hello, friends. I am Terry J. Walker with the I Am Power Hour, and here is your soul-stretching success tip of the day. Taking 100% responsibility for your life. You know, a belief is a thought you just keep thinking. So the questions become, what is your mindset? As you assess your strengths and weaknesses, you need to believe and empower yourself. When you change your mindset to, I am, I can, and I will, your courage, your purpose, and your power, and your greatness began to evolve. Make the commitment today. Obtain the discipline and be willing to do whatever it takes to learn, to grow, and develop yourself in order to win at life. You are worthy. You are talented. And you have the ability 
create your life of abundance. For you are your greatest assets. I'll see you next time. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Hey, everybody, welcome back. First of all, I want to thank Dr. Carol Lieberman for jumping on today. This is really short notice. I mean, um, I've known I've known Dr. Lieberman for a long time. We shared the same network for about 10 years and out of the gate she came and I've watched her in sort of in the background, how bold she has been and how bold she is today. And I was saying to all of you that this is a special broadcast of Power Up with Dr. Pat. This is not the normal Dr. Pat show. This is a different version of it. I don't usually do it on this network, but I'm doing it today because I shared with you in the first segment that I am starting to pay attention to things that we have normalized. Um, Dr. Lieberman, it's great to have you here. It's really great to have you here. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be back with you. Yeah, I love it. Look, I have a concern and I realized it in my own behavior yesterday. You know, we're always the best teachers of ourselves, at least if other people watch what we do and they say like, dude, why did you do that? Why did you post that? Um, I don't do a lot of social media posts. You know, I post for the show. But I've been paying more attention because here's my concern, Dr. Lieberman, and I know this might be one of yours. My concern is, especially after listening to the interviews that Mary Trump has been doing and reading her book, I am concerned that we have made things normalized, meaning that if I behave in a certain way and three other people do that, we're going to say, that's normal. I am concerned about that because it reminds me back in the day, I'm going to go way back a couple hundred years when abusing women was the norm. I'm concerned. Tell me, Kanye West, what is happening? Okay, I'll be happy to talk to you about that. Could you just go back for a minute to Mary Trump? I'm not sure what you meant by that that was being normalized because I actually, um, I was on Laura Ingram's show on Fox uh, last week talking about Mary Trump's book and revealing what I discovered on uh, yeah. uh, research that she is not in fact a licensed psychologist. And um, people people buying the book assume because she she presumably does have a PhD. I mean she says she does and let's you know give her the benefit of the doubt. But to be a licensed psychologist, it's not enough to get a PhD in grad school and to do a uh, thesis. You have to set, spend a certain number of hours under supervision treating patients. Oh, and yeah. You have to pass a test or, or more than one sometimes, depending upon what year it was that you were trying to get your license. So, um, But I, I picked up on that. And that's what I was going to say. You know how I picked up on it? One question, one question that was asked to her. And, I, and it made me go, like, like, let me see if I could do it. It made me go, like that look. Like, <laughs> so what was the question? Yeah. When she was asked about narcissism, 
That was the term that was thrown up. I was waiting for the clinical answer. I was waiting. I was waiting and it almost came out. It was like, you know, we're throwing that word around a lot. I was waiting for the next part, which says there's like narcissism, which everybody throws around. Then there's narcissistic per there's this yeah. personality disorder. Right. But there's a lot of this going on. And, yes. and you that's know, why I you're read here. The whole, I read the whole book and um, there are a lot of things like that, you know, where it's just kind of, uh, it's not really very clinical, even though, she, you know, she has, brings up all these credentials. But, you know, the, the way that I knew to look into it was because um, in a bio, it says that she is the head of, an, of a company that does uh, life coaching. Now, um, I don't know how big the company is, whether it's just her or whatever, but anybody who has a license to be a psychologist does not do, you know, life just do, maybe they do a little of that on the side, but they do not advertise themselves or, or as a, they don't organize a business to do life coaching when you can actually treat patients as a psychologist. So that's how I knew to look into it. No, believe me, I know, because I shared another story before you came on. I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> I shared another story from my school. When I first came out, there's a picture of me and I'm standing in a, in a red silk jacket and I've got two thunder eggs in my hand. They're California. I dug them up in California. They're little thunder eggs. I got them over here. I'll get them later. But they're not gemstones. And I was so proud that I went to California and I drove back up and I dug these thunder eggs. My dean of my school calls me and says, you can't do that. You can't be standing there talking about, and this, I got to go back. Now we don't do this. But when you go back to 2001, two and three, and I just won awards for my research, postdoctorate, and I've got the two thunder eggs. He says, well, I can't let people work with you. I mean, that's how serious they take this. Uh-huh. I don't know what they, what did they think was wrong with that? They thought I was doing like voodoo witchcraft and those were crystals. <laughs> okay. So I didn't, you know what? It wasn't important to me then and it's not important to me now, but I got blacklisted six months after I got my degree. And oh, I, wow. I, yeah. But the point is this, we need to look at ourselves and others and have a baseline for it. We need to have a baseline for it. And I read your, um, your article what you, when you were talking about Kanye West. And I thought, I got to talk to you about what you're seeing because we're normalizing that. We're looking at it. We're saying, oh, I'm going to do it. He did it. Tell me what you see and what you have seen. In 24 uh, hours is a lot. Yes, right. Well, Kanye West, you know, what's what's so frustrating is that Kanye West is an example of a number of things. First of all, um, he had a mental breakdown in 2016 for which he was hospitalized. And um, he was only kept in the hospital for less than two weeks. And at the time, I did interviews talking about how this is not good. You know, the, oh, and it, it came out that he had, and he admits that he has bipolar illness, which was formerly called manic depressive illness. And um, you don't go into the hospital. I mean, you shouldn't go in these days, actually. People are in and out of hospital in three days because of insurance. But that's not the proper treatment of manic depressive illness. And, um, and he got out in less than two weeks. 
and he was not really um, cured or, you know, it wasn't really sufficiently, you don't get cured, but sufficiently treated uh, at that time. And I said he, he was going to have future episodes of this. And he represents, uh, and sure enough, you know, now, of course, it's all these years later, but we don't know whether he had episodes in between that the public just didn't know about, you know, that were less obvious, not on the stage. Um, but he, he represents also an example of what happens with a lot of celebrities. They get special treatment. You know, doctors are, doctors treat them with kid gloves for a number of reasons. First of all, a lot of them are so starstruck themselves, you know, um, that they just want to listen to whatever the star wants them to do instead of remembering what they were taught, you know, to be, before they became a psychiatrist. Um, and so, you know, surely, I mean, if, if he had been Joe Schmo and asked to get out of the hospital in less than two weeks, he would not have been let out. Right. So now we see now these um, what's the hens have come home to roost um, and we see him on the stage on his campaign trail. I mean, surely his family, his business associates, his friends, people who know him for a while and knew him in 2016, um, they should have recognized when he first set out his bid and said, I'm going to run for president, you know, late in the day, right? I'm going to run for president. Um, they should have recognized that that was a symptom of his going into a manic phase of manic depressive illness, bipolar illness, and stopped him then. But, you know, what you're talking about, I mean, I have firsthand experience of this from a friend. And let's just talk. I want to get back to what you said, Dr. Lieberman, if I could. I watched a friend of mine at the time have a very similar event literally a very similar event um, i'm not going to go into the details because you know it, it's not worth airing but what i watched in the state of washington and maybe it's different in california what i watched here is when that happens to you they evaluate you you go to the hospital they do a series of tests about your ability to function and not harm yourself I watched my friend answer one question incorrectly and off she went into involuntary and they kept her. And then after that, they transferred her because she was over, I think, 62. And then they have a different routine for folks here in the state. They'll take you and put you over Northwestern. And she stayed in there for weeks and weeks. So when I read this, I just thought maybe Washington's got a different rule than California. Well, you know, it really all depends. You know, it's the luck of the draw. You go to the emergency room. If you have a doctor, you, you happen to, you know, be examined by a, usually it's a psychiatrist who um, doesn't want to take the responsibility of putting you on an involuntary hold. And that you'd have to satisfy either being a danger to self, danger to others, or gravely disabled, meaning you can't provide uh, a roof and food for yourself. And um, I think Kanye, if he were brought to, well, uh, putting aside the possibility that he would, and the likelihood that he would have a psychiatrist who was starstruck, you know, and didn't want to, he would say, oh, I'm needed on the campaign trail. <laughs> they would say, oh, well, okay, in that case. 
um, you know, it's, uh, psychiatry has changed and not for the better. Um, but, you know, yes, it, it, it is important to uh, admit people involuntarily. A lot of psychiatrists are afraid of being sued. I mean, I could just see with Kanye, you know, he would have said something uh, threatening or whatever. Um, but, but you can also be sued. And as a forensic psychiatrist, I've been on a number of these cases. You can also be sued. Uh, if you're a doctor in a hospital and someone comes to the emergency room or someone is admitted and they're on the ward for a while and you discharge them too soon and they do something, you can also be sued for that. So yeah. it shouldn't be a matter of being sued. It should be what's best for the patient. And what's best for the patient, typically with a manic depressive illness, bipolar illness, um, they need more time than that. They have to get stabilized on their medication and they need therapy and they need to be set up with a psychiatrist they're going to see when they leave the hospital, you know, and maybe day treatment in between. Um, and of course, Kanye apparently doesn't like to take medication. You know, that's a big problem. He says it decreases his creativity. And a lot of artists of one type or another say that, you know, they don't want their creativity to be dampened. But um, you can also lose your creativity or your ability to make music or other kinds of art if you're totally um, psychotic. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some of the things that are now coming out by himself and his family, um, and, you know, when you read it, one of the things that folks were saying, this is the latest thing I read this morning, was that the presidential announcement, right, that the family thinks that he'll eventually calm down and mm -hmm. that they believe that this episode really led him to making the presidential right. announcement. And most people don't know what an episode looks like. And, you know, this has really been education for all of us. My mom uh, committed suicide. And so, you know, I know firsthand what those ups and downs looked like. Now, I must say, she never did say she was going to run for president, um, but she did some other entrepreneurial things. How do we help people understand this? Because I think that for you, maybe, and for me, for sure, there's a level of knowledge here we need to look at, just not just from Kanye, but across the board to know how to assist or help family members. Yes. You know, it, it, it can be very intimidating. I'm sorry, first of all, to hear about your mother. And it can be very intimidating for family members. Um, not as much in the depressed state. I mean, people right. with bipolar illness go into cycles. Um, they have cycles of depression, which can look like uh, someone staying in their room or at home looking sad um, not e eating or drinking, eating or sleeping too much or too little, um, being pessimistic, talking about death, giving away their things, um, you know, having suicidal ideation. Of course, that's the ultimate. And yes. um, yep. it's a, so it's a little harder to, that isn't quite as obvious as the manic symptoms. And so Kanye is a great example of that these days. Um, you know, you see him now, it's a little hard with Kanye, harder than the average person, because he's dramatic even when he isn't an American. Exactly. <laughs> but um, he has gone beyond his usual. I mean, if you see videos of him, um, 
he is, he's, you know, up, he's screaming and, and uh, carrying on one minute, and then he's crying in another minute, and he's talking about things that are so incredibly inappropriate. With flight of ideas, which means that the person goes from one idea, flies in a sense, from one idea to the next, they're sort of related, but so you don't necessarily realize at the very beginning that they are crazy. <laughs> I know a psychiatrist shouldn't say crazy, but you know what I mean. Psychotic. Uh, yeah. Are, he's hypomanic really at this point, but he's yeah. on his way to becoming full, a full manic, um, full blown manic. Um, but he started talking about how his wife, how Kim, well, she wasn't his wife then, uh, how, how she had gotten pregnant with their first child. And at first he told her apparently that she should have an abortion or she was thinking of having an abortion. And uh, he didn't make it clear. He didn't want a child at that time. And he told her at first that she should have an abortion. And, uh, and then he saw his computer got black and white and God told him, you know, said something to him that led him to believe he, she shouldn't have an abortion. I mean, these, these are rather, um, that sounds like a hallucination for one thing. And these are bizarre thoughts. And also, you know, um, whether he thought she should have an abortion or she thought she should or whatever, you know, that's their personal um, ideas. And, and uh, but the fact that he has the daughter now, seven years old, right. and it would be, surely she is going to become aware of what he was saying about that. And that is going to be incredibly traumatic for her to hear that they were both talking about having an abortion, that maybe her father didn't really want her. Um, so damaging psychologically. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's talk about this. We've got a few minutes left. And I know you came on here, Dr. Lieberman, at the last minute. I can't thank you. Let's take a moment. I want folks to know, first of all, how they can find out more about you, all of the other things you're doing. Where do they go to do that? Let's take a moment to share that with folks, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, my basic website is drcarol.com, which is D-R-C-A-R-O-L-E. Com. Um, and then I have my terrorist therapist website, terroristtherapist.com. Um, also, uh, expert witness, forensic psychiatrist.com. And um, uh, my latest book, which actually can has some things in it that's helpful for coronavirus, although that was not why I wrote right. it. You know, after 9-11, I became the terrorist therapist. Um, that's called Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My. How to protect your child in a time of terror. And so it helps build resilience in kids. And certainly today, kids need resilience. There's no question about it. I mean, this may not be the terror that you wrote about originally, but this is a whole new different, this is a whole new terror right, right. here for children. I want to bring up one uh, last thing if I have a few minutes to do that with you. Um, uh, Benny, correct me if I don't get the pronunciation right, but Halsey also appeared in the aftermath of this. And, you know, one of the things I love about people that are very familiar with the diagnosis, I think, I think she too has the diagnosis. One of the things she said that I totally agree with, you know, look, it's one thing to talk about how somebody's acting and talk about what we need to know to understand it. But I am not a proponent, me personally, and I know this from my own experience, my mom, my stepmom, my stepsister. I mean, I was surrounded with people with this diagnosis. This is an illness. This is not a joke. It's not a laughing matter, 
right? Yeah. I mean, there are some things we can laugh about, but what's important in what we're doing today is we're talking about it so people can understand it. And I think that that is one of the most important things that we're doing here is this used to be, and correct me, Dr. Lieberman, it hardly ever knew anybody that was diagnosed with this mm -hmm. a decade or so ago. Mm -hmm. Now, every day more and more, clearly the profession has done some great things to talk about it, to help me understand my own personal journey, my mom's suicide, right? I mean, because it never made sense to me and I had to get educated. Well, <laughs> went to school and I studied psychology. Um, but let's talk about this for how we talk with our children about this, because everybody's watching this. It's not just you and I, it's, you know, there are teens, there are people plugged into this and I'm speechless about the right words to say. Yes, it's very scary that we are all just sitting and watching him self-destruct. And he tweeted about his wife, um, you know, that she was going to send a doctor to Wyoming where he apparently is now. Um, and, you know, he didn't want her to do that. Well, you know, so what does this show to, to other people and to kids especially that, um, that we're all just watching this man self-destruct? I mean, yeah. you know, there are all these videos of him and, and nobody's doing anything. I mean, yeah. somebody should um, take a, it's like, I mean, I'm just metaphorically, somebody should take a hook and take him off the stage and lead him directly to a hospital emergency room. I mean, yes, it's not to laugh about. And, and, um, and, and you know, he is in a really, like what I said, danger to self, not only danger to self, really, but danger to others. Um, I mean, presumably he has people driving him around. I don't know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. But it, let's, as an example, if he is dry, driving and he's in this state, he could have an accident, kill himself, kill somebody else. I mean, there's all kinds of ways there accidents could happen in this state or other kinds of things could happen. And he really is a danger. So we all need to stop uh, using this as uh, just watching it and do something. Yeah. About it. I mean, he, he talked about openly, I guess it was in South Carolina. Um, I got relatives in South Carolina. My stepmom was from down there where he talked about the fact he almost killed his daughter. And, you know, one of the other things is, I mean, he referenced Kim, you know, as trying to lock him up, like from the movie Get Out, right? He said the movie Get Out was about him. And I think there is a lens by which we can look at this. That's why you're speaking out about it. That's why other people are speaking out about it. And they're saying this is unwell. This is somebody that needs help. He needs help. Yes, absolutely. And sooner rather than later. Yeah. I know my mom, um, you know, the answer that came from my mom was, you know, twofold. You know, one, you're in a relationship and your husband or your wife, they don't know what that is. But in my mom's case, you know, my dad did get her help, but the kind of help she got back then was not like the help that's available now, mm -hmm. right? I mean, back then they just loaded her up on barbiturates and between barbiturates and alcohol, that was the end for her. But mm. we have more ways now, don't we? We have more solutions that perhaps people don't know we have. 
Yes, there are lots of medications that can treat bipolar illness, lithium, Depakote. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. And um, Labictal, uh, and, and sometimes you need, in addition, those are mood stabilizers. And sometimes in addition to that, depending upon whether you're in a manic phase or a depressed phase, you may need like an antidepressant or you may um, need an antipsychotic in addition to a mood stabilizer. And then of course, therapy. You know, not just a prescription for meds, but also therapy to help the person understand what is going on in their life that uh, propelled them. It's not just biochemical, you know, that's the theory. Like a lot of people think, oh, it's just, it's, it's um, a, a brain chemistry or something, uh, aberration. <laughs> there are actually psychological reasons for yeah. why the person is saying what they're saying yeah. in their rants. And um, you have to find that out. So they need to be in intensive psychotherapy as well. And of course, starting with hospitalization. Yeah, yeah. And look, what you just said is super important because you know, when that, when my mom was seen through the lens of my mom's family versus my dad's family, there were very different stories. And you know, there was a there there for my mom. You know, she was married to a man that was cheating on her left and right. And so there was a there there. Oh. So when her rant started, half the family understood it, the other half didn't. Mm. But you're right, as kids, you know, we don't know what to make of it. Um, Dr. Lieberman, I wanna thank you so much for today. Um, please give out your website again. And then I would love to know your personal message. What do you wanna leave us with today? Well, my website again is drcarol.com with an E. <laughs> and um, uh, I, my personal message is that people, I hope people will learn from this. You know, I hope San, Han, Kanye, of course, gets immediate treatment before he does something really bad. Um, uh, and I hope that people through this have become more educated and we'll realize in particular, the main message is that if you have any kind of a psychological problem, whether it's bipolar illness or anxiety, depression, I mean, certainly coronavirus and all the riots are causing a lot of mental illness in this country. So you should not um, feel uh, shame calling a mental health professional. And you, yeah. if you need medication, um, you know, not feel shame, of course, in taking that. But the main message really is that it is not just about medication, that whatever, even if you need medication at all, but not medication alone doesn't cure anybody of anything, bipolar or anything else. You need either, you need if you need medication, you need that and therapy, and sometimes you just need psychotherapy. Yeah, Dr. Carol Lieberman, Lieberman everybody, thank you so much for jump, jumping in here at the last moment. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I have my own little theory about why Kanye is in the race to begin with. Guess you'd be interested in hearing that. Well, let's see. We'll do it when we come back. We'll be right back. Are you ready to awaken to your divine and true potential? Tune in to a Spirited Exchange Radio with me, Carrie Kadambi, every second and fourth Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We discuss the evolution of the modern mind and how the power of awakening, healing, and connecting allows us to step into living a life of love in action. For more information about me, visit thedivineguidancegift.com. 
Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Have you ever wondered what your pets think about? Do you know what your pets are saying to you? Dr. Monica will be your pet's translator to help you understand what your pets are trying to communicate to you. Enhance the bond with your furry friends on Pets Talk with Pet Communicator, Dr. Monica, each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Dr. Monica, visit PetCommunicator.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. We'll take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Tune in to Knowledge Book Radio with host Marge Potasic each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Through many experiences, Marge was led to the Knowledge Book, a gift to humanity in its transition to the Golden Age, and it provided the truth and the answers. She now shares information from the Knowledge Book with you each week on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information, visit usa.theknowledgebook.net. Hi, I'm Brittany Miles, and I'm hosting a Zoom class on Wednesday, July 29th, 5 p.m. Pacific, with East West Bookshop here in Seattle. The title of my class is The Life You Save May Be Your Own. You're going to learn about how I lost it all in 2016 and the three-step process which got me back my life. Wednesday, July 29th, 5 p.m. See you then. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Um, one of the things that I think is important, at, at least as I'm looking at myself, and, you know, some people say, well, maybe it's your Saturn return, Pat, or maybe it was, maybe it's a new moon. Maybe the new moon is causing, you know, you to think and rethink. Maybe that's true. Um, but I think that for me, we live in a time where it feels familiar. Um, and so what I mean by it feels familiar is this. It feels familiar to me that I am sensing the same level of anxiety, the same level of activism, that I did when I was in my early 20s. It just feels like that. You know, Carolyn Mace, Carolyn Mace says, we have cellular memory. She says, it's a tissue issue in ourselves. You know, so we have these memories of a time that maybe we experienced something, maybe we did something. And that's kind of the way I look at presenting myself today. Um, because I am having, you know, re and thoughts 
that there's something else that I need to do. And I shared this, uh, I think it was yesterday with Jennifer Marcinelli. But what is that thing? You know, clearly I know that there's more that we're doing with the network for sure. But there's also other things. Um, you know, I was listening to uh, Mike and, you know, his show is about get real. Now, he really does get real. And he will present some of the most controversial, to me, uh, topics. And he does expect us to call and talk with him or call and say, I have a different opinion um, and welcomes it. And I think that when we look at ourselves in the outside world, it is very confusing for how we should show up and how we should behave. Um, and this is one very important aspect to us being human in the day and age we live in. You know, this is an aspect of who we are that might be calling yourselves or your children. But I will tell you something for sure in this last segment. There are some things that I could understand quite well in terms of what we should or shouldn't be doing. Now, those should words, that's not me. But that's the way people talk about it. Should wear a mask. Should peacefully protest. Should do this. Shouldn't do that. We do that. But I'll tell you the one thing that I went totally blank and in shock by when I saw. And it's too close to home for me. It's Portland. Too close to home for me. Um, people on the other part of the country are, are kind of looking. But what I saw yesterday, I saw an image of this very similar event happening in countries like Iraq and Iran. I saw those images where a citizen is grabbed, handcuffed, a black bag put over their head, and they are shoved into a car with no markings on it, no identification, nothing on it, nobody to go with them, not being told where the person's being taken. And I saw that image yesterday, and I looked at it for a moment, and I didn't realize that was Portland. I didn't realize it. I don't watch the news 24-7. I stay informed so I can talk intelligently about things that, but they handcuffed him. He was standing there. They put a bag over his head. They put him in a car, an SUV, no markings, no labeling. And I had a moment and I thought about my uncle Ralph. Benny, you know my uncle Ralph. My uncle Ralph has got to be turning over in his grave. I can't believe in the America that I grew up in, that we are doing that. And like I said to Dr. Carol Lieberman, some of us think that's normal and okay. And by the way, it might come to a city near you. It might come to a city near you. 
Now, I go to Portland. I know a little bit about the Portland culture. They are more chilled out than we are. But when is the line that we draw in the sand? You know, I often wondered about this. What is God, spirit, trying to say to us? Are we seeing these things because we are to do something different? Are we seeing things like that? But here's what I want to leave you with. What are we not talking about? We're not talking about children that are still in cages amongst an epidemic that is all over the world. We're not talking about those caged kids still in cages. We're not talking about them. Um, we're not talking about our healthcare providers that absolutely need a way to treat the people that they are treating. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about the bill that is sitting on the, with the Senate that's not being brought for a vote. We're not talking about that. But is it all part of a behavioral trend that we're seeing that is not very unlike what Dr. Carol Lieberman talked about with Mr. West? My greatest fear is that we are going to normalize the mistreatment of humanity, whatever that looks like. So I ask myself today, are you just going to talk about it or are you going to do something about it? I'll let you know when I get the answer to that. I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for listening to Power Up with me. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you fired up? Thank you for listening to Power Up Radio with Dr. Pat Basile, unleashed, unshaken, unstoppable. If you missed any part of this show, subscribe to the podcast on the drpatshow.com or search Power Up Radio on any of your favorite podcast platforms.